Happy uh, New Year's Eve and the Weekend Gardener on WPTF. Mike Rayley here along with Brother Rufus. Rufus, good morning, my friend. Good morning here. I, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy to be on the show with you and our wonderful, wonderful friend. Yeah, Pam. Pam Bear. We get to see oh. Pam. Well, it's one of those rare occasions where I um, hope I don't start coughing, but um, it's been a rough year for me. Yeah, it, it's and just, yeah, I like understand. That. Yeah. Good to be it's in the studios. Crazy this weather. I mean, <laughs> what we've experienced just in a week. Yeah, and the fog coming in this morning was, was like Ooh, soup. Oh, I bet it was uh, from <laughs> up north there. Yeah. But, it's like uh, up in Boone. Sometimes uh, in the deep gap area, that's after you come up the mountain, across the line from Wilkes County into Watauga, we would say that you had to cut it with a knife. Mm -hmm. It was so thick. Yeah, that's right. Well, I made it to the mountains, but uh, the the lower mountains, (laughs) uh, the Smokies, I guess, uh, is considered the Asheville area, the Pisgah uh, area. So uh, uh, it was great. Had a wonderful time, and I uh, hope everybody had a great Christmas, Pam. I assume you did with all your brood. Yeah, they they all came, and it um, makes a, a grandmother's heart happy when she gets to feed her children and grandchildren. Yeah, yeah. Rufus, you have a nice Christmas holiday. We certainly did. Uh, <clears throat> we got uh, my dear Linda, who doesn't. Uh, it was a vegetarian. She speaks of dead bird. She had to handle, <laughs> yeah. the, handle the dead bird, right? And asked me to take the insides out and, <laughs> but she got it done and we had her mother over who's 97 years old oh, oh her wow. brother and his wife uh, robert you've met robert before is a judge and they, they're, they're two two children lucy's a great ballerina very proud of her and jack is in a school up north and i'm sure he dreads going back mm. yeah probably so well, uh, we, uh, we're here for your New Year's Eve enjoyment today. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll break through the fog at some point, I think, <laughs> and talk about if we can see our plants today. Yeah. We, can, uh, we can talk about those at 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. I spent yesterday, most of yesterday, with my two grandsons, who are four and 17 months, and my and my son and and Melissa at uh, the Museum of Life and Science in Durham, Uh-oh. walking around. That's the most fantastic place. Did you get in the Butterfly House? Yeah, you know, Ann and I did a remote there when it opened. I remember that years years ago, ago and it's it's certainly you know much more extravagant. It has had just they just kind of had a facsimile of of uh, uh, you know a very small one at the time but this i don't know how many years ago that was i should have asked somebody but uh, it's yeah we went in the went in the butterfly house and and uh, walked around we walked until they got tired and uh, so that was uh, in early afternoon 
But uh, I had a great time there. I, I highly recommend the Museum of Life and Science in Durham. It's it's uh, so much fun for all ages, really. Got big rocket. Um, they still have their dinosaurs outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got dinosaurs, and um, you can you can actually dig for a playground yeah, area. Yeah, yeah. like okay, well, the whole place is a playground. Uh-huh. They we didn't get a chance to ride the train, but uh, we could hear the whistle here and there. But uh, a lot of fun. All right, uh, so Pam, I, I've been following on Facebook all of your plants that you you've been uh, some I'm being introduced to. I, some I was some I were not f- familiar with. You have quite a collection at your it place, was, don't it you? was it was a fun inspiration. For some reason, I decided to uh, do this instead of uh, on the twelfth day of Christmas. My true love gave to me. I did a series on the. 11th day of Christmas or of December my garden gave to me and I've featured a different garden plant that has some kind of interest whether it's berry bark leaf or um, in the case of yesterday I showed a banana that we had sawed off and the entire interior of it was full of ice when Mike and I took those down that was weird looking I was wondering what that was but it looked kind of familiar now I know why yeah it's when you saw them off instead of just being so full of water these were still full of ice oh okay and so the weight was tremendous and and, um but dragging those off now they were a lot less gooey and soupy that they will be when they thaw out completely because if you ever chopped a banana back they hold an incredible amount of water they in the vascular system that they have. Right. That's why they grow so fast. Right. I mean, they seem to grow in, right in front of your eyes. They really, truly do. So um, this is the time if you want to go ahead and, and do some cutting back. Um, that banana plant, it, it will come back no matter what, unless it's a fairly newly planted one. If you've planted one within this past year, I would not. I would just pile leaves and all on top of it. But for those of us with old established clumps that we're trying to control because they keep spreading and getting bigger and bigger, mm-hmm. you know, I'm afraid I'm going to have a banana grove in my garden pretty soon if I'm not careful. But you can cut those back. And the leaves are very fibrous. The stalks are very heavy and wet. But they will decompose beautifully on a, you know, in an They're area. They're great. They're very tropical looking. I've got um, – a windmill palm that I ah. planted planted out back too. That I have a couple of them now. I just I just love those. Did they weather the the cold that we had in the burn? Yeah, I didn't. I don't see any problems. With I them. don't the either. Sago so palms, yes, are, you yeah. know, are not happy. But right, right. Well, yeah. mine, mine I checked obviously the day after and the day after. It's right in the corner. And what I'm thinking of, Mike and I have this contest to see. Which one can have the ugliest seed pod? And I, I think I win, but it's gotten so high now I can hardly touch it. But it seems to be spreading. So, do they have a spreading nature like the banana? The, the windmill palm? The no. Palms should not. No. Well, I've got one coming up for out out from it, another stalk, and oh, I don't wonderful. need another one because it's probably ten inches in diameter. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Oh my goodness! Yeah, um, you might consider dividing that and and replacing it. I don't think I got else. a backhoe. I get in there. Oh, <laughs> well, that's very. You, ought to t- you need to take a picture of that, yeah. Rufus, if you've got one that's that's spreading coming up, coming up yeah. from the base. Yeah. Yeah. It's and it started from putting a pot out, just throwing something in the corner one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then amazing. I let it go, and here it is. Yeah. At least ten inches in diameter. 
You know, it's a humble gardener who will admit that sometimes nature takes over and, and oh, yeah. provides the interest. You know, like, yeah. It's like Mike's Daphne. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the craziest thing I've ever seen. And I've, I've seen a lot of crazy things <laughs> <laughs> in my broadcasting career. Oh, yeah. You've but heard a lot of crazy things. I've heard a lot of crazy <laughs> things. I know a lot of crazy people, including myself. I'll certainly include myself. But... Yeah, that the Daphne is just. I, I've you know the story. No, share it. I have, uh, and I'll find a a photo of it, fairly recent photo of it. But I planted it behind some shrubs that once lined my um, front border up against the house. Some Japanese hollies or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, the, were there when we bought the house. And uh, I I put it aside. Somebody gave me the Daphne. I don't remember who it was, and uh, it was hidden from view, so I forgot about it. And so it grew into the ground, and then it the pot split, and it it just kept growing. And there is this huge mahonia that's right beside it. That's kind of in a corner. That's really really happy. It's yeah. been there for thirty years, and it. It has grown not around it, but around, most, you know, around the bottom of it. Oh, wow. So rather than growing up, it has spread out to get toward the the western exposure to get a little sun because it's my f- house faces the north. It's so weird. But it's, it's happy because, you know, it's – it was not planted in the ground. It, the, the roots, the roots took, but I didn't. It found its way. Yeah. So maybe that's the answer to these Daphne's and and Photopoda root rot. High and dry. Yeah. Yeah, and it's I don't know how many. I really wish I could remember how old it is, mm. but it's been been around a long time. And I will search and find a photo of it just to prove it to you. I've put it on Facebook before. I'm, I'm waiting until the new year to have the the formal funeral for my latest death, <clears throat> the Daphne, which would be around a 12-year-old plant, about five by five. Oh. And I I told Linda, I saw uh, one leaf turned down, and she said, why are you standing there looking at that one leaf? I said, that's the death knoll. Oh, yeah. I, I know them. I know them so well. Yeah. And I have two left. Uh, I will try another one. And I've thought about building a little mountain and placing it on top of the mountain, about a foot high. Yeah, add some permatil. But if you plant it too deep in the mountain. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You could spread the roots out, Rufus, but maybe if you added something to lighten that, you know, like like good organic compost, but also maybe some permatil for drainage and just giving it that sharper edge, you know, I have, do better. I have tried everything, oh. including that. Mm. If they're going to die, they're, they're going to die. Yeah. And, and Colin Willoughby, our friend, who's a great gardener, has one of the mm. most magnificent I've seen, and it, it, it is probably – 25 or 30 years old. What's his secret? And, well, it I don't know. And he doesn't know either. And his wife doesn't know. Well, they just got the touch. But they, it had something fall on it. It has been the only damage he had in quite a while. But it wasn't from root rot. Yeah. 
Well, that probably won't bother it too much. But the others living are, are budding up. I'm real happy about that. I, I don't walk along and discuss the weather and anything to do with civility with those things. And, of course, Mike, Mike tried to kill one, and apparently he can't kill one. <laughs> yeah, I just I just ignored it, and it, it won't be ignored. <laughs> well, a lot of people kill Daphne with kindness. They go and they fret over them. And, <laughs> well, and <laughs> we, do that, we do that to yeah, a lot of plants, yeah, uh, indoor yeah, plants, indoor uh, plants uh, certainly yeah. uh, over watering and everything. Yeah. And I guess uh, that's that's certainly a lesson we're learning with, with some of the Christmas plants. Poinsettias, for instance. Mm-hmm. Boy, if you overwater them, they will start dropping bracts like crazy. You know? mm-hmm. So yeah, be careful with that. And but, even cri- Christmas cactus. Mm-hmm. You, know, you shouldn't even think too much about christmas cactus you know they can rebloom and you can you can have a good time with them Um, well i'm looking forward to an ocean of hellebore Mm -hmm. i've been looking around to see some sign but they're they're not really they're 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 good starting in february of course there are few a couple varieties that bloomed a little bit already Mm mm-hmm I, I call – is there any difference in Linton, Rose, and yes. hellebores? Yes. Um, it, well, here's the thing is there are lots of different types of hellebores, and the ones that bloom earliest are the old-fashioned, what they used to call the Christmas rose. Right. Okay. And that's, that's <clears throat> hellebores niger, N-I-G-E-R. Right. And that is – Usually, a uh, I've got one in my garden that's called Jacob, and it's a really pure white bloom, and it comes up right about the week of Christmas. And then there's Hellebores orientalis, which are the ones that usually come about January, February. And then there's all these hybrids that have been crossed, right. you know, that have out in in the cultivation of so many different ones and oh the new introductions that are being done by some of these breeders are just fantastic because instead of drooping down the faces are up looking at you and standing taller they're getting more color they're getting yellows and reds and apricots and if anybody wants inspiration look at tony avent plant delights catalog um that's on the web you know just go and take a look there um, Dick Tyler's hellebore sale that he has up at Pine Knot Farm. Uh, that's going to be coming up probably in March. I haven't seen the date for that yet. Uh, that's something to go to. This is above Oxford, North Carolina, if you want to make the trip out that way. And uh, he always has a big hellebore sale. He and his wife, uh, Judith, his, his uh, past wife, um, they wrote the book on hellebores. They really have some fantastic <coughs> reading there. Um, but where do you usually buy yours, Rufus? Or are you just you just getting lots of seedlings? Seedlings. Yeah. There, there was a place in in uh, Randolph County that I heard about one time and drove up there, and this woman was invaded by them. Mm. Two, the two acre site, mm. every square inch of it, through her driveway, everything. <laughs> and I'd go by ten fifteen at a time, and I stuck them everywhere. That can find a, a, a place. They, as you know, you can't kill them. And I'm wondering if these new ones that look up at you. That I'm, I'm thinking about the ones that always look down, wouldn't wouldn't uh, face the wrath of would face the wrath of a <laughs> third grade teacher, Miss Buckman. She'd say, "Don't look at the floor. Look up at me when I talk to you." <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, but do these new ones, uh, do they seed? If they're they, hybrid. They will. Um, and, you know, I don't know of any that are sterile. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Well, that's good to know. Now, are you talking about Gethsemane Gardens? Are you talking about that place? Because that was outside of Greensboro. No, and this was just an exotic uh, sort of nice lady who just started growing hellebore. Mm-hmm. And it, it was not Gethsemane Gardens. I've been there to Gethsemane Gardens. Mm-hmm. In fact, bought some plants there one mm-hmm. time. Me too. And, and thought it was wonderful. But I've never been to not. Is it K-N-O-T? Yes, it's uh, Pine Knot K-N-O-T Farms. And it's Dick Tyler, T-Y-L-E-R, if anybody wants to Google it and, um, and find out about it. And he and Judith gave a wonderful lecture at the J.C. Ralston Arboretum when their book first came out. And they had been to Croatia and all these places where these hellebores were originally indigenous uh, from those areas in the mountains and and um, did a fantastic book on describing the different uh, species of them and also care and all that kind of thing. But he has a great sale. So if you can go up, it's a, it's a drive. It's north of Oxford. Yeah, Highway 39, I think. Going up up toward Virginia, up yeah. toward the Virginia yeah. border. Well, some people uh, cut away the last year's leaves. Mm-hmm. I used to do that. There are far too many now. <laughs> yeah, it would take a while. Yeah, it, it would, would take, take a while. while, so I didn't let them go. And I, I just think it's a – I was unfamiliar with the plant because I don't recall – when I grew up, anybody in Boone having them, although they will grow in the mountains. They will. They. Uh, it's one of those things that were introduced later. Do you remember when J.C. Ralston was, was with us that he would talk about that most people's gardens had no more than 50 different kinds of plants in it? And a lot of these things are because the garden centers were only selling about 50 different kinds of plants. And thanks to the breeding, especially here in North Carolina, the breeding and introducing of all these great plants. Now we've got the diversity is incredible. You probably have a thousand or more different types of plants in your garden, Rufus. Uh, well, I I know I've I've got eighty three camellias. Mm. I used mm. to have a, a little contest with Ann, dear Ann, mm-hmm. and she kept ahead of me some way. Yeah, she's she's got uh, she she had close to two hundred at one time. She told unbelievable. Me. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. So, 919-860-9783. You're listening to The Weekend Gardener on this New Year's Eve. More coming up. It's 826. Much too early in the game. Oh, but I thought I'd ask you just the same. What are you doing, New Year's? New Year's Eve. Yeah, this uh, New Year's Eve is a little uh, Kay Kaiser band and uh, his singers, uh, Kay Kaiser from. 
from Rocky Mount, uh, uh, UNC, big backer of the Tar Heels, and was a student there and cheerleader and and lived uh, till he till his death in uh, Chapel Hill. You know, he gave up showbiz at the height of his career and and uh, he lived in Chapel Hill the rest of his life. So uh, that's Kay Kaiser, mom and daddy. I think his mother was the first female pharmacist in North Carolina. I think that's right. They had a drugstore. His mother and father had a drugstore on the Edgecombe side of downtown Rocky Mount. And uh, many, many years ago. Did he have some connection with PTF? I don't, uh, don't hear you. Did he have some connection with PTF? I'm sure he came by here uh, many times. He, his shows were, were certainly broadcast on the station, but I'm sure that uh, you know, back in the day he probably popped by. Because he used to, he used to come home a lot. Uh, he'd bring his. Uh, the legend was that he would bring his his Hollywood friends to Bob Melton's barbecue place in Rocky Mount. They'd uh, they'd dine on barbecue and and Brunswick stew with squirrel meat in it. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> That's well, also a legend. I'm not sure if that. Well, at least he didn't do like I did and condemn it. It, 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 it just got him. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So they. Uh, he's a, a favorite son of North Carolina. Uh, so uh, I, I got, I showed you the picture of that Daphne. What do you think? I am it's crazy. Impre- I am impressed, Mike. It's nothing I did. For you know, there again, <laughs> nature. You know, yay, nature and the will to live and survive. Sometimes for these plants, and, know. you know, um, we, we didn't think that Daphne's had a will to live. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> she's very fickle uh, apparently uh, so yeah, apparently so but um that is pretty impressive that it's right there by the house it's probably sheltered thanks to the brick and the radiant heat that's coming off of that you're not bumping it as you go by with a lawnmower or anything like that and and it looks hidden but i think there is out. a vent from the dryer oh. there Keeps maybe it warm. maybe keeping it warm i guess i don't know i think that's that's right, but um, yeah, a lot of speculation. Mm. I'm getting very depressed already thinking about the death of mine. Oh. Is that the, your last one? Oh, no, I have two others. Oh, all right. And they're, they're not as full and as beautiful as that one, and they're budding up. Well, the ones that are, you need to come to St. Michael's. I know you've been there before, at least to some funerals. Yes. But, uh, you, you need to go out in the Manly Garden. It's kind of in the center between their, between the buildings. That it all connects, but there's a beautiful garden out there, and there's some huge, and we had some big ones until remember when everybody was was we had a drought and everybody was mm-hmm. buying the rain barrels, mm-hmm. but the church bought some rain barrels, and the rain barrels started leaking, and they oh. killed a couple of the, oh, the Daphne. Day. So we mm-hmm. planted some more, well over ten years ago, mm-hmm. and they're they're big. Oh, good. They're still alive. Well, yeah, wonderful. Yeah. Doing, doing well. So you, you need to come look at those. Analyze Dora. Yeah. So maybe uh, maybe at some point somebody will develop one that is more resistant to, to root rot. Perhaps. So we can only hope. I have seen some um, new introductions that are coming in. The variegation on them are remarkable. Uh, there's some that are yellow-leaved with very thin little stripe of green up through the center and around the edge. Mm. So there's some exciting breeding work that's that's being done. It may be a couple of years before they're available but because they're slow-growing. They really are. Mm-hmm. 
Well, well, let me tell you all about a, a nice gift I got the other day from a dear friend of mine, John Adkins, uh, O'Brien Adkins Architects, one of the finest things in the, the country, uh, in North Carolina. It's a book called Saving the Wild, Saving the Wild South, the, the Fight for Native Plants on the Brink of Extinction by George, George Gann Eubanks. And I haven't gotten into it yet, but I, I thank John for it. And uh, that's another example of a great lister we have, uh, uh, John Adkins, uh, Absolutely. Brian Adkins. Absolutely. So yeah. we're we're happy with that. And, sure. And thank you, John, for sending it. It's uh, so nice, John. Talked about the Yadkin River Goldenrod and mm-hmm. Heller's Blazing Star. Mm-hmm. Just lots of things. So I'm looking forward to it. We uh, we have a beautiful state. We have a gorgeous, gorgeous state. So many different plants. Uh, what about coal damage? Do y'all have any coal damage? I feel really lucky. I've walked around, and initially I was um, worried because those days that it stayed below freezing, of course, all the leaves were collapsed, and that is a defense mechanism that they have to close the stomata that are under the underside so they don't lose moisture. Sorry, but um, because we had had a good rain beforehand, I think we are really lucky in this area. Mm -hmm. There are people who are further south in Alabama and Georgia who, uh, because of the winds, they they really got a lot of desiccation, and they've got shrubs that are completely green, uh, have turned black or brown, and are losing their leaves. People who are losing camellias and palms and things like that that look, look pretty good here. Um, but if you do have damage, especially if you are in the higher elevations or perhaps even at the coast where the winds were really whipping over there, um, wait. That's the best word I can tell you right now. It's just don't do anything drastic. Don't cut anything back. Don't start cleaning up uh, these plants yet. Just wait because sometimes something that looks dead might lose all of its leaves eventually and spring out with new growth. And it may be that it comes from the bottom. Do you remember back in, was it 83 or 89 when we had um, a minus 9 and it killed camellias and gardenias and so many plants? It killed the, the tops of, of my crepe myrtle. Was that the, the ligustrums? That yes, all the ligustrums yeah. died except for a few? And that they, was 83. Yeah. No, 85. 85, okay. 85, yeah. And um, people who had red-tipped fetinias, they were just yeah. blasted. It looked like somebody took a flamethrower right. to them. Uh, a lot of those plants did did recover eventually, but, mm. you know, it's just it's going to take time on some of them for yeah. us to assess where our damage is. Yeah, I don't. I haven't really seen that that much. I haven't been I haven't been home a lot, but it. Uh, I don't think that I had a lot of problem. I was more worried about my pipes than I were yeah. <laughs> than yeah. I was my plants. Yep. And yeah. I, I failed, which I use. Uh, I usually do it every uh, fall of the year to unhook the hose mm-hmm. from the outdoor watering faucets. But Uh-oh. but they are. I, I checked around yesterday and today and this morning. No leaks, so I'm lucky, but I'm going to unscrew those things today <laughs> for the winter. Uh, at least I, I don't have pipes sticking up out of the ground. Mm-hmm. They are buried down and covered with what uh, I had a, a neighbor one time who said, I, I want to give you some advice. He's the plumber. He said, let me put your pipes underground and, and cover them what, what looks like a water meter. Mm-hmm. 
And I've never had a, a, a broken pipe in the ground yet on my mm. outside watering system. Now, if you've got one sticking up out of the ground, you're going to have problems if, mm-hmm. if that water doesn't sink way down in there. Do you have a well? Have outdoor well? Yeah. Uh, whole outdoor watering system. Now, it may pop up and something show off tomorrow, but I... No, probably not. I think it would have Yeah, would have come out. So you won't be able to... I don't know how the fog... We need to check the fog out there. <laughs> when we were coming in, it looked kind of rough, but uh, hopefully that'll, that'll be... We, we're expecting some rain today. Later in the afternoon, now they're calling for mm-hmm. it, but isn't no, it? I don't think it's as much rain as they were predicting a few days ago. Okay, they were talking good. about all day rain, but oh, I don't wow. think it's going to do that. And maybe, maybe the uh, I think the folks in Mount Olive, uh, I don't know if they're going to have their pickle drop or I heard not they because had canceled it. Yeah, maybe they'll reinstate that if it's. But mm. I, I think the it's still going to be raining tonight down east. Uh, but that's a that's a shame. That's well, a unique hopefully thing. first night won't get rained. Out. Yeah, our our celebration in Raleigh is is so much fun for those of you who have not been downtown. Yeah, it's a real treat to go mm, down and yeah. see the lights and watch the big acorn drop. And we had a German exchange student who wanted to know why, if New York was a big apple, why are we the city of nuts? Oh, I'm, I, I don't know. I, I disagree. I don't think we are. Oh, no, I'm uh, having been, well, New uh, York might be having been attorney general, secretary of state. I think I got them all, <laughs> and a few of them still. You uh, took hang all around. of them off the street, so yeah. we don't have that problem anymore. Well, that's yeah, good. But he was amused at the fact that we dropped. Well, the how big about that? A, Ger- a German, uh, a one German. of those uh, stately Germans, yes. making a, a funny. Well, he, he was, he was yeah. hilarious and yeah. still is. I bet know. that. Yeah, leader hosing on. Uh, nine. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. Wouldn't Mike look funny in some lederhosen? Oh, I think he'd be hey, handsome. He's got a well-turned well, yeah, ankle. He, he well, was I, a, used to, I used to have nice legs. He was a, he was a lifeguard. Y'all see those pictures? Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, looked, uh, I looked pretty good at uh, and then his when bell, I was 20 his, years old. His bell-bottom phase. Uh, <laughs> hey, Rufus, uh, I know you can't relate to this because you were in politics and you had to wear a three-piece suit, but right. those of us who wore bell-bottoms, we rocked those yeah. bells, baby. Oh, man. <laughs> Now, I did wear my double-knit leisure, polyester leisure suit and hope that nobody would you know, get within 15 feet of me that was smoking. I, I wore the worst-looking suit. I looked like something out of vaudeville when I went to interview for the job here. <laughs> so that's that's another reason why in the world these people hired me. But were you wearing yeah. plaid pants? No, I would, the, 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 the coat was plaid. Oh, oh my God. Well, I, you go back and look at some old Watergate things, and, and particularly look, Irvin, Irvin, Fred Thompson, the biggest lapels in history. Uh, all of us had on double knit leisure <laughs> polyester suits. Yeah, and uh, oh, it it, it 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 was just like electricity with the the. I know, and if y'all had fallen, you would have bounced right back. Oh on. my God! And the sideburns you sported, Rufus. Oh yes. Mm-mm-mm. Well, Fred Thompson, I think, had the <laughs> he had that franchise on that. Yeah, he had the franchise on that. <laughs> but Senator Irvin had this old, very muddy water tan polyester mm-hmm. suit mm-hmm. that I that he was just really proud of. Uh-huh. And uh, I had a pale blue one that I right now I wouldn't wrap a. A wet sack in it, uh, but I wish I had it. <laughs> yeah, it could go in your museum. 
He <laughs> <laughs> really could. Anybody ever wear a Nehru suit? Oh, no, I remember those. No. Yeah, I remember those. No, mm. didn't have a Nehru suit. Yeah. Well, at any rate, you could plant some some uh, flowers in a Nehru suit <laughs> and be gone. You well, could. we're going to take a break. Uh, I think it's needed. Uh, <laughs> hey, by the way, Mr. Curtis, uh, on Carolina Newsmakers Sunday, the guest will be John Hood, president of the John William Pope Foundation. And formerly, uh, I'm, and that's... I'm not sure how all of that interacts. I know John started the Locke Foundation, of which you will be a speaker mm-hmm. coming up. The 17th, yes. 17th. And where will that be? That's going to be at the Museum of History in the evening. And Gene Boyce, our wonderful friend who helped discover the taping system at the White House. He was an investigator for yeah. the Watergate Committee. Uh, assistant attorney. Uh, he and I will speak on the 50th anniversary of Watergate what it was what then and now, and it's going to be at the Museum of History. And so we invite people to sign up for it and come along because we're getting older. That's right. So uh, Don Curtis for Carolina Newsmakers on Sunday and the guest John Hood, president of the John William Pope Foundation. You can hear uh, previous shows on WPTF.com by downloading the WPTF app or by searching Carolina Newsmakers on your favorite streaming app. And you can um, you can have a great time with that. He's interviewed some great people, not, including Rufus at, at one time. Rufus, well, Rufus has been on that show before and Tom Campbell and, and all of our all our greats. 919-860-9783. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up. It's 849. Jason, who was who that again? <laughs> I'm not familiar with that. <laughs> Huey Piano Smith and the Clowns. Start that all over again. Yeah, Let's it. hear that one more time, ladies and gentlemen. All the time all through the ages. Happy New Year. In late December's training pages. Happy New Year. Yeah, it sounds like a, a gospel gathering or something up in the mountains, Rufus. Uh-huh. <laughs> it could have been at the Three Forks Baptist Church. All that singing. Yeah. I don't want to hear Rufus. Ah. They've got to hear Rufus. There we go. There we go. <sighs> well, I'd like to meet those folks. That's that's a good one, Jason. That's, that's a uh, top flight one there. That's the, that's the best one yet. I've never heard that, but that happy new year. <laughs> Now, I have relatives that speak like that. Be gentle. <laughs> oh, uh, we all do. But that's okay. Makes me laugh. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So, such a uh, foggy, rainy. I don't know if we've had any rain yet in the, in the state. I need to check the radar and see if it's it's raining this morning. Eh, not a whole lot. There's, there's more up north. But uh, we will get some rain today. Now, I don't think as much as we were expecting. 
say, as we were saying, maybe some of this New Year's Eve gala, some of the New Year's Eve galas can uh, can happen. Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three nine one nine eight six zero WPTF. So, what are you going to do in your landscape, uh, Pam? This uh, next week, uh, weather permitting. Ooh, goodness! Well, yes. Yeah. Uh, is there anything to take care of in January, the first week of January? Goodness, uh, I would tell people to really assess. I think January is a perfect time with our seed catalogs and all these um, tempting uh, books and things that are out there. Go around, take a look, um, especially look for the empty spots in the landscape. Uh, I had been told, and this was by Irv Evans many, many years ago. He used to talk about it on this show. That if your landscape has at least 30% evergreens in it, that it will look more full and complete during the winter months because we are so drawn in by the deciduous plants. We like the flowers. We like the... Um, the leaves and the textures of deciduous plants that we have a tendency to fill our landscape so that sometimes it looks like just sticks and and debris and brush through the winter. But if you can incorporate in your landscape evergreens, and this is in the way of of camellias, azaleas, gardenias, uh, hollies, osmanthus, all these beautiful things that are evergreen, even including your turf grass. If you've got a green turf grass, that could be included in that 30%. And Rufus, you look like you want to add something. You no, know. I'm just talking about yeah. how I have boxwood scattered all yes, over the place. Yes, yes. And by the way, I, I, when we were out there for the, the little get-together, our friend Tom I had one dug for Tom. Tom Campbell? Tom Campbell. And Tom tells me that it didn't survive. And so we're, we're going to redo that because there's no reason for a boxwood to die. Well, uh, other than the boxwood blight, but you don't have that on your plants. No, no there was yeah. nothing on it. Okay. So there's something. Uh, but, but I was thinking about uh, I have tried to scatter around everywhere you can think of something evergreen. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it, it does look like a, a worn cornfield in some, some people's landscape where you haven't cut down the stalks of corn yet, but they look bad. Uh, and I think that's just a, a great idea. Now, the, the tendency, as you mentioned, find a vacant spot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's a joke with me. It is hard. <laughs> and Mike. It is hard, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me too. And, and my tendency is is to find a foot here and a foot there and stick something in it. Well, you know you're really obsessed with gardening when you start lifting existing plants because they're old and boring to put in something new and exciting. That's exciting. what Mark Weathington recommends. Yeah, just yeah. just I, get I, rid of something and I, put something else I in. I can't do that. I know. These are our friends. They are our friends. They are. And so many of them have memories. Like if, if Rufus gave me a plant, yeah. it would be. Lord knows what would happen. <laughs> uh, more of the weekend gardener coming up.